Good morning. My name's Steve McLeister. I'm one of the elders here at Central. We're going to continue in our series um, of All In that Andy started last week. And the All In series is about looking at our vision for Central and looking at what it means to be part of Central. So I'm going to continue uh, and think about communities this morning. Communities are an important part of who we are at Central. And the story that Andy started with last week was in the story of Nehemiah rebuilding uh, the walls of Jerusalem. And part of that story, we see Nehemiah dividing up the people into extended family-sized groups. And each of those family groups was responsible for rebuilding the walls in front of them, for filling the gap in the wall that was in front of them. And that's the idea of communities, extended family-sized groups meeting all across the city. So we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 46, and look how the early church worked out this uh, vision for communities. And you'll know that Acts chapter 2 is the story of the day of Pentecost, the the day when uh, God sent the Holy Spirit on the Jesus followers. There were 120 of them, and the Holy Spirit was given in such abundance that the Holy Spirit just overspilled them in worship. And they, in turn, overspilled onto the streets. And this new life overspilled them in praise and in preaching. And this new life overspilled into 3,000 listeners that day who became followers of Jesus. What a fantastic, amazing start um, of the story of the church. So we're going to look at the, the passage right after all those events had happened. And we read, In verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What an amazing uh, start to the church indeed. I think it was up to me. Um, If I was part of the early church, I would have uh, immediately planned a whole series of street preaching appointments for Peter just to continue uh, the amazing start on the day of Pentecost, but that's not what we see happens. The the er, the Jesus Jesus followers, the early church, they met together in communities from house to house, and that's because Jesus wants a people to represent him to the world. Um, N. T. Wright says of this passage: if we want a, uh, to look at the Bible and find a passage that demonstrates what the church should be like. He says, it's time to read this passage again, to get down on our knees and ask what isn't happening that should be happening. The gospel hasn't changed. God's power hasn't diminished. People still need rescuing. What are we doing about it? In effect, it's like a a blueprint for community life of the people of God. So with this challenge ringing in our ears um, of what isn't happening that should be happening, let's explore further Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. 
So quite simply, our vision for communities at Central aligns with this passage. It is a vision where each one of us is participating in family life together through the rhythms of community. It's a vision, secondly, where each one of us is being transformed to look more like Jesus through rhythms of worship together. And thirdly, it's a vision where each one of us is participating in sharing the good news of Jesus through rhythms of mission. So we're going to explore each of these three things in turn. First of all, the vision of everyone participating in family life together being realised through rhythms of community. Notice that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship. And I want to focus on that word fellowship. It's translated from a Greek word, koinonia. And there's no single one English word that does that Greek word justice. There's a lot packed in to that Greek word. It's It conveys a sense of deep conviction. It conveys a sense of intimacy with others, a common cause and sharing. This is the type of community we're talking about. And there's two particular aspects to these rhythms of community I want to focus on. First of all, there's the rhythm of learning together. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles were those people who had spent time with Jesus. They had lived with him, they had ate with him. They had learned from him. And then they had witnessed his death and resurrection. And these people went on to write the New Testament. We have uh, the, the Bible left to us. And we need to spend time learning together from the Bible about how Jesus lived, how the early church lived, how the people of God have worked out uh, this new life uh, through the generations. But this truth isn't just for our mind. This truth is to be lived. As it says in 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Training in righteousness, training for right living, equipped for every good work. This truth is to be embodied in us. We are to live it out. That is the purpose of the Bible, of the word of God to us. And as just as the apostles learned from Jesus And just as the apostles passed on what they learned to other people, so we need to find ourselves in communities where that can happen, where we can learn from one another. Because this new life has to be worked out in the practicalities of getting on with others, of working from home, of being on furlough, of raising children, including homeschooling. And so we can learn to apply the truth of the Bible when we learn together, learning from one another, observing one another and in turn being observed. The communities I've been involved with, uh, we've discussed a whole matter of things I've learnt and God has spoken to me through the other people about all manner of things. Uh, Around the the meal table, we've discussed bringing up our children of uh, the times where we failed as parents. We've discussed about trying to get a better work-life balance of how to continue to follow Jesus in the midst of busy jobs and demanding pressures of how to relate to that difficult colleague. This truth is to be lived, uh, lived out, and learning together is the rhythm that we put in pr- into place in order to do that. The other aspect of uh, rhythm of community is hospitality. 
Notice in verse 46, they broke bread and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They were more than passing acquaintances. They were in and out of each other's homes. They ate around each other's meal tables. And they just didn't feed each other. It says that they shared what they owned with each other. They even sold property and gave to those who were in need. So they knew each other to a depth where they knew each other's needs. And for us in, in Edinburgh, many of the communities, uh, their community life centres around a common meal shared together regularly. And although that's difficult at the moment, um, we can be uh, inventive in how we go about that. I learned uh, of a, one of the student communities and some of them looked, cooked a meal enough for everyone and then delivered it to everyone uh, in their community and they all ate that meal together. So that sense of community life together around a meal. So what are your rhythms of community? Do you know the needs of the people in your community? Do they know your needs? Have you opened up to that level with them? So secondly, we have, a, we have a vision of being continually transformed to become more like Jesus. As we learn from each other, as we learn from the Bible, we will be transformed. But we realise this transformation through rhythms of worship. And it mentions two rhythms of worship. There is the breaking of bread and there is prayer. So Christian community is different from other clubs and other community groups like the basketball club or the sewing club or the fight club. Following Jesus is the basis of our community life together. Jesus is the centre of who we are and what we do. And so rhythms of worship need to be central to, to that. The breaking of bread is the simple meal that Jesus uh, commanded us to follow. Where we break bread and eat the bread together, where we pour wine and drink the wine together, and we remember Jesus' death and resurrection. And as we remember and focus on Jesus and what he's done for us, we ask forgiveness and we receive forgiveness. We ask for new life and we receive that new life so that we can rise up and be free and ready to serve one another and our neighbourhoods and friends. Prayer is the other aspect of a rhythm of worship. Prayer is about bringing our whole lives before Jesus. We pray our lives before him. Prayer readjusts my relationship with myself. It readjusts my relationship with others. It readjusts my relationship with God. In the simplest form, when we pray, we're saying, I, I need you, Jesus. I need to rely on you. I can't do this on my own. And so community prayer, where we're all coming together at the same time in the same place. It may be difficult at the moment. I know we can do that over Zoom, but there's other ways we can get that sense of praying together. In our community, um, we have a, a WhatsApp group and at the beginning, start of every week, someone shares a scripture, shares a thought of encouragement. And then we all share our needs for that week and we pray for each other in that way. Other communities have committed to praying for the same issues and concerns that they have for our city. So they're all praying for the same things regularly. Other communities have a pattern of prayer through the week, maybe committing to pray at, uh, at, a, at a tea time or a breakfast time or committing to pray the Lord's Prayer at midday that many of us do. And of course, when we can meet up with someone else for a walk at the moment in twos, we can use that time or some of that time to pray. So worship is transformative. It makes 
reminds us that Jesus is the centre of who we are and what we do. And it transforms us, it changes us to become more like Jesus. What are your rhythms of worship like? So thirdly, we have a vision that more people will come to know Jesus. And so we have a vision that each one of us will be participating in sharing the good news of Jesus through rhythms of mission. As it says in verse 47, the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. So the result of the community life in Acts was that others became part of the community. So as we follow Jesus, others are invited into our community. I think there's uh, four clues to developing rhythms of mission in the passage that we looked at. The first is wonders and signs, uh, miracles. Um, And the New Testament um, is consistent in the fact that wonders and signs were for those who were not yet part of the people of God, those not yet following Jesus. They were signs of Jesus' goodness and Jesus' lordship as people were healed and as people were set free miraculously. The second clue is the fact that they went to the temple regularly and the temple was the religious hub, the Jewish religious hub, but it was also the centre of social, political and cultural life. And the Jesus follow followers participated in events there. They connected with people and shared this new life. I think the third clue we've already talked about was acts of hospitality. And we've already spoken about the shared meals and uh, the sharing resources in their homes. And if they were around their meal table, family members would have been there who were not Jesus followers. Friends would have been there who were not Jesus followers, work colleagues. And so that was another way for these Jesus followers to share Jesus' love in simple acts of hospitality around a meal table. I think the fourth way um, is that they gave to those in need. I noticed when I was talking about the people selling and giving to those in need, it says they gave to anyone who was in need. It wasn't exclusive to those who were just Jesus followers. Anyone who was in need was given what they needed. So these acts of generosity and hospitality overspilled into those who were not yet Jesus followers, into people in their neighbourhoods and networks, into friends and families. And so these rhythms of mission um, developed the community so that they were porous at the edges. People were allowed to come in to the community and share in the community life. They were inclusive and they were this community life was attractive to other people. It says they were held in favour by the people. People liked them and wanted to join them. So communities in Central have developed rhythms of mission in all sorts of ways. Some welcome refugees to our city. Some welcome international people to our city. Some um, are committed to being good neighbours in Christorfen and Buxton and Brunsfield and Portobello. Some create safe places for adults with additional support needs. Others seek justice for particular groups, particular people, those that need justice. So there's countless ways of developing rhythms of mission together, by being generous with what God has given us, sharing the new life that he's given us. Who's God calling you to connect with? Who's God calling you to be hospitable to and include? So as we conclude, 
I just want to point out, it says in verse 42 that the people devoted themselves to these things. And that word can be translated, they continued steadfastly. This was a deliberate, continuous, determined action on the part of the new Jesus followers. They didn't just slip in to this pattern of living. They just didn't turn up occasionally. It wasn't just a matter of convenience. They were all in, committed to following Jesus together. What we're committed to is expressed in what we spend our time doing. So our words, yes, they are important, but commitment is seen in the early church through their commitment in spending time developing rhythms of community, developing rhythms of worship and developing rhythms of mission. So as we finish, let's come back to the challenge from the beginning. What is happening? What isn't happening that should be happening? Do you need to join a community? Do you need to focus on developing rhythms of community? Do you need to focus on developing your rhythms of worship together? Do you need to develop your rhythms of mission together?